my first two things are I love hops. Yeah. And Mars is going to be really close. <laughs> yeah, I go out and look this at it. summer. It's yeah. going to be really close, and I love hops. Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. This is episode nine. My name is Matt. I'm one of the two co-hosts, and with me tonight down in the pub is other co-host David. What is happening, everybody? It's a beautiful evening here in the state of Michigan. We kind of skipped spring. Yeah, we did. We're pretty much on to summer. We and, just we just hung out in the pub for uh, an extra couple months. Um, I just sort of just waited for it to end, but yeah. uh, we're we're there now. I think in our we're, bunker. We're, yeah, yeah, we're we're about there. We're we're good. The sun's out now. Um, got a little little sun the other day. That was good, but uh, yeah, long long winter for us. Very long winter, and it was getting a little bit. I don't know. Just I was getting a little impatient with things, but um, I think it'll be good. Hopefully, we have a little bit longer fall. I guess yeah. you know we'll see, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a good one. Went out for a bike ride today. That was uh, nice weather. But yep. um, we're we're back in the pub here, episode nine. It's crazy. The year is just chugging along. We were talking that uh, you know we're almost to double digits here for episodes, which is just kind of mind blowing. It doesn't feel like it's been almost a full year ago that we witnessed totality. Yep. Down in Hopkinsville, but it really is coming up on a year. It's it's pretty wild. But uh, we're, we're currently sipping on a beer uh, from local brewery founders, um, definitely one of the big big players in the Grand Rapids beer game that has made its national presence. This beer is called oh, yeah. Dank Wood. Dank Wood. I, um, I was just kind of browsing, browsing the beer aisle, and uh, that one stood out to me. I was kind of like, I was thinking a wood-aged or would yeah. barrel aged beer would be kind of good, but uh, stank. Yeah, very good. Uh, it's it, super it doesn't. Good. It's like twelve point six, isn't it? Twelve point two. Twelve point two, and it doesn't, does not taste like it's twelve point two. Not like at all. Just like a normal. Soda or something. Yeah, it kind of tastes like a normal. Yeah. Just like a normal IPA to me. I, I taste a little bit of the bourbon barrel, which is good. It's like not overpowering. No. Yeah. It's, a, it's uh, not one of those. It's not very bitter or yeah. anything like that. It doesn't taste like you're actually drinking whiskey because those yeah. some of those ones that are too overpowering. I feel like I'd much, just why don't you just drink whiskey? Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely have uh, a hint of you know the the bourbon barrel for sure, but yeah. it's not like a real strong like coffee stout or something like that. And sometimes right. those are good, but I don't really like them that yeah. much. I like, especially during this time of the year where it's starting yeah. to get warm out. Yeah. And, uh, Stouts aren't really as tasty at warm times of the year. It doesn't seem like. Funny story though. I was so obviously in the grocery store, the full-on beer aisle, beer cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking around, and at the end of the aisle, they have like all of these like single bottles. If it's like a one pint, you know, one pint bottle or whatever it is. Um, so I'm looking at these bottles, and this guy comes walking up behind me and asks me if this is the this was the wine aisle or the wine section and I just kind of like looked at him a little dumbfounded sir like sir <laughs> no this is beer okay who do you think I'm offended are? by that yeah no. but yeah thought it was the wine aisle so I yeah went ahead and 
I guess I had to give him directions to the wine, which is in another aisle down there. But yeah, a little offended uh, that I'm looking. I'm holding a it says dank wood, a bottle of dank wood. Maybe yeah. he thought that was wine. I don't know. But well, was he 103 years old? <laughs> no, he was probably. I am guessing probably in you know upper 30s or something like that. What but, a loser! Yeah, <laughs> loser. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. but yeah, that this one's good. Imperial Red India Pale Ale. Aged in bourbon barrels. Founders is doing this. Um, what are they calling it? Barrel age series, I think, is what they're what they're naming it. And um, starting in January, they've been just doing like a, a different barrel age beer each month. And yeah. they've all been. I haven't tried all of them, but but several of them have been really good. And some are kind of off the wall. They did that one. Um, it was essentially like a malt liquor, like like a. Like a Steel Reserve, a craft version of Steel Reserve or something. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't get a chance to try that one, but and I heard that at the pub. If you got it, they served it to you in a brown bag, <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, you get your just as you deserve your your Cobra <laughs> or your Steel Reserve. Yeah, yeah, pretty funny. But yeah, Founders is yeah. A, always a good spot if you're uh, visiting from out of town. It's a must see, a must see, and it's become kind of a, an attraction. I yeah. think. Well, now that they've done all the renovations to it now, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, one of the outlines of the downtown yeah. area now. It's like yeah. when you're when you're driving up, you can see the big founders building and uh it's it's pretty cool, I think. I mean, it's Yeah. They've made um, the presence known, that's for sure. Yeah, they've made their uh, presence known and it's a great place to hang out and Yep. They're pretty much all over the place as far as any local grocery store and yep. nationally pretty much now. Yeah, I, mean, I think they're in but, almost all, all states, and I yeah. know they're in, uh, they're even into, like, Europe now, too, from what I understand. Oh, yeah? In Spain, I think, yeah. Hmm. Um, into the other side of the of the pond. Yeah. I was trying to see, was it, they've been around for a long time, either 1996 yeah. or 1997, so they're one of the... I think it was 97. I think it's yeah. 97, yeah, because yeah. this last year was their their anniversary so yeah pretty good stuff and then uh and it's affordable too they don't like it is. you know it's not like it's uh you know thirty dollars for a bottle of the dank wood it's yeah you know, it's, it's pretty because a lot of these ones like uh we were i was at the store uh with my wife looking for for another one that we could have for the second half of this episode and um there was a couple cool like space themed ones but one of them was smaller than this bottle this bottle is what a pint or something so yeah. it was like a not a 12 bigger. ounce but like in between that maybe a i don't know a little bit bigger yeah and it was uh 14.99 yeah for, and i was like nah you can't do that it's yeah. just too much so yeah i mean if it was like you know i guess like 17 percent, then yeah. maybe i'd <laughs> but i mean it should if it had been uh if you only had to have a few sips and you're good but if for, every if every um Every product that went to make that beer, including the hops and the malt, had seen totality. Exactly. Then I'd be willing exactly. to pay fifty dollars for the bottle. And I'd I'd buy ten bottles. Yep, that'd be pretty cool actually. Ten bottles. Someone, man, these breweries got to step up their game. Making a making Eclipse beer that like, that would be awesome. They yeah I honestly like and I it's gonna be one of those things where you're. Depending on where you go, I'm sure like if you went down to Nashville or you went down to you know a few different places that were in the like path of the actual eclipse, yeah. they probably. I mean, obviously, a lot of people did a lot of commemorative mm-hmm. stuff for the eclipse, like even Hopkinsville with the moonshine. Um, yeah, yeah, they had their their fair so, share. Yeah, uh, I'm sure if like like you know 
in the year whatever to what is it 2045 in Grand Rapids they'll have an oh, Eclipse man. beer made. Yeah. They, but, there might even be like a new brewery no, called that, Eclipse that, actually, Brewing. <laughs> not even uh, I mean 2045 is not even going to be that close. I misspoke there. I think it's going to be what is it 2099 or I think something like that. Is tw- 2045 is the same path as what we just saw yeah, in yeah, 2017. Yeah. 2099. Yeah. 2099. Is gonna be, yeah, 2099 yeah. is actually going to be uh over Lake Michigan, I believe. Yeah. But yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just looked up. Yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity, Eclipse beers. There, you're exactly right. Some of the ones that were through totality, uh, as far as the paths in those certain areas that um, are big craft beer areas, like in Oregon. Yeah. And places like that, they did some. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Total like, Eclipse of the Hop oh, Pale yeah. Ale. Uh, let's see what else was there. Ecliptic. Oh, this one's cool actually. So it went through kind of the St. Louis area. Um, I When I was in grad school, I did a field research session in St. Louis, and I was familiar with this beer company called Schlafly. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the founders of St. Louis, like the big the big name. Uh-huh. And they did one. They did a, a pretty sweet-looking Eclipse beer that actually came with Eclipse glasses in the case. No kidding. So that's pretty <laughs> badass. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's, that's Eclipse, creative. Eclipse glasses... In the case is yep. a that's I'm sold at that point. Yeah, that would be letting me buy a few twelve packs. Yeah, please. yeah, please. So please. yeah, they're out there. We'll have to see if we can maybe acquire one of these sometime for the podcast because that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. No, I mean, and we we have plans to go back to yeah the spot where it happened. Yeah, we've been talking. Um, we've been talking. Yeah. Maybe doing a four day weekend down to Hopkinsville. Little little weekend weekend trip down there. Stock um, up on moonshine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll uh, you know visit a few. You know, key places we want to go kiss the ground that we uh, yeah. witnessed totality. <laughs> Lay down in the grass at affordable yeah. dentures. Yeah. Even if somebody had peed there the night before, who knows? But, who cares? Yeah. yeah. That's All like that. the story I was telling. Like, I got, I had a little uh, window of time at work on Friday where I was like 30 minutes of spare time. And I was just browsing Google Maps. And I, I zoomed in on like Google Earth, like as far as you can go, right to the spot. And it just got like a chill. Yeah. Saw the sign, the affordable dentures sign that we hid behind for for shadow, for uh, for, for shelter from for the shelter sun. from the hundred degree <laughs> yeah in hundred percent humidity. Yeah, it was hot that day. Yeah, it was it was hot, but it was well worth it. And I mean, it was so hot and such a significant day that I cracked a course light at nine a.m. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Of course. But, yeah, it, it I'm almost happy that it was as hot as it was because then the you could feel the difference when yeah. the, when totality was incoming how much cooler it really got yeah that yeah. 20 degrees difference was like oh it was significant huge yeah it would have been if you're going from like 75 to you know like in that range you might not sense it quite as much because it's not yeah. as much of a relief but yeah yeah, yeah. no i it's definitely um one of those life experiences you just want to keep reliving we were just talking about yeah. before we even yep. started hit hitting record here but just, I wish I could like this summer again relive it. I mean, hopefully next summer we have the we have, we have plans to to go to uh, Patagonia. Right. But you know, oh man, just one of those one of those life experiences. You just you want to keep you want to relive it again and again. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for yeah next next time we get to see something like that. But Absolutely. It was, and honestly, I think we should we should maybe uh, you know bring a special beer from wherever we're from we'll yeah. bring it and crack a toast to it or something like that but um all the way from grand rapids michigan we we talked about possibly doing our own 
our own kind of like uh, homebrew or something. Yeah. Like, we, which we, we obviously could. we could still do. We could, yeah. But even our own home whiskey. Yeah, we, we about thought about the home whiskey. So that'd we, be that would be for the following eclipse. Yeah, that'd, that'd be twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. That that would take a little more time, but yeah. But yeah, we should do that. We're talking yeah. all this thing about who who made an eclipse beer. We should make an eclipse beer. Exactly. Let's do it. Let's exactly. Make an eclipse beer. Exactly. I've we'll got, got a you know I've got a brother in law that can um, make us like a, a basically like a custom beer label. We yeah. A bottle label, you know. Yep. You Get some labels printed. Oh yeah. man. We need we need to do this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So that's uh yeah we. That's the beer we're drinking. That's our beer. Yeah, that's our beer. But I think it's important to have a uh, you know a, a decent little uh, shout out, nice little beer to, to yeah. sip on for each of these uh, podcasts. That's kind of what we're about. We're about hanging out. We're about yeah. you know shooting the breeze and half of our podcast you know. is called On Tap Eclipse On Tap. Eclipse on tap. Yep. So if you're a first-time listener, this is a very casual podcast where we're talking about um, space and eclipses and things like that, upcoming astronomy events. But in general, it's uh, kind of an off-the-cuff podcast, and we'll we'll launch this one off with a few quick news bits that are um, uh, really you know too relevant not to talk about in more of a structured format. But after that, we're going to try something new. Uh, We'll get to that in a little while here, but. Um, to kick off the news, um, just a few days ago on May 5th, so you'll be listening to this on the 8th on Tuesday, um, but uh, just a few days prior to the launch of this podcast, the NASA InSight space probe was launched. Pretty exciting. Kind Very. of uh, kind of the next big thing that NASA has been doing lately. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's been a lot of talk from SpaceX, Falcon Heavy, uh, even with Blue Origin and their and their and their uh, rocket, NASA um, took advantage of uh, a really fantastic rocket that United Launch Alliance has called the Atlas V, uh, and they put their probe on top and sent sent it up into space. Vandenberg Air Force Base in California was where it launched from, and I I, I saw a note that that was the first launch to Mars from the west, Co- like from that yeah that, that yeah. site. So that was kind of a cool, <clears throat> cool little extra note. Yeah, and that's and that's going to be what a six month yeah journey. November yeah. is when it'll make it there. Okay. Yep. So that that'll be that's something to look forward to for the fall, I guess, as far as uh, you know, upcoming yeah you know images that we're going to be getting and you know you know upcoming research that's going to be going on. So yeah, it's pretty um, cool. What this yeah. what this is kind of set out to do is is uh, a pretty novel idea it's not another rover you know the rovers have explored the surface of mars and seen so much and gathered so much terrestrial data mineral data all this sort of thing chemical makeup and all that but nothing has actually drilled into the um to the planet to a certain point Mm -hmm. uh, more than just a few i don't know whatever the curiosity rover can drill yeah not much more or less a sample i think yeah as far yeah yeah. just getting like a little bore down into the into the um kind of the terrain of, of Mars, mm-hmm. this is really going to be doing some drilling. Okay. Um, so the probe, it, it's called InSight. It will, uh, like I said, in November it'll make it there. So 205 days from the point of launch, 301 million miles to the destination. So it'll be in in, uh, in deep space for a long time. Mm-hmm. But it'll make it there, and uh, its main goal is to kind of monitor 
<clears throat> something that no one has really ever monitored before, which is Mars quakes. Oh, okay. Uh, and I, every time I read it, I'm tempted to say, they're going to monitor earthquakes on Mars. But it's no, it's a Mars quake. <laughs> it's yeah. not an earthquake. Yeah. So, it's a tremor um, on Mars. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're looking at to see, you know, what types of, uh, yeah, that type of activity, um, yeah. that subsurface. And they're also going to measure subsurface heat flow to yeah. see kind of, they're trying to get a gauge as to how the core of Mars is built and, and maybe even get some insight. Um, I think pun intended. That's maybe why yeah. they called it insight. But um, as to how Mars was created originally, yeah. um, you know, what are the origins of this planet? Uh, just like we continue to try to figure out the origins of our planet, um, why not start to look into Mars? So, yeah, pretty cool. And that's, I, I think I read briefly on like a news feed, um, like, you know, there, I think they were talking about the actual mission and, you know, basically studying the, like you said, the little Mars quakes or tremors that uh, occur on Mars, but it sounds like those are actually more prevalent on Mars yeah. um, than most people would think. You know, most people would think it's just a dried up desert that just maybe has a few dust storms and that's right. about it. But there's actually quite a few. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of is there's a you know quite a few, obviously, um, you know, big volcanoes there and all that kind of stuff. So um, obviously, at one point or another, a lot of those um, were causing a lot of that uh, you know movement of the yeah. plate i guess of, of mars but you know it's interesting stuff because it's stuff that you don't really know like you know sitting out here on earth you have no idea other yeah than it's what totally can, uncharted yeah, so and that's what it's really neat about it it's really peeling back the surface of mars so to speak uh in a way um mm -hmm. to try to gain some additional information as much as the rovers have done it's incredible what the rovers can do sending photos and all that it's just insane but yeah um that that is something where I feel like the the amount of information they can gain from the rovers that are on Mars is essentially at its capacity. Yeah. I mean, probably. those will still continue to, to discover new things. Yeah. Um, and find and kind of you know map out territory, but this is going to be really cool. So yeah. November is when it's gonna <clears throat> when it's set to make its uh, um, re-entry, you know, kind of entry of the atmosphere of Mars. Yeah. Um, it's got kind of like an entry pod. And then eventually, uh, after a certain point, the, the probe itself, kind of um, unprotected at that point, will detach, and then it parachutes in. But then it has, like, these little booster things on it, like these little just kind of corrector boosters that this camera, from what I understand, actually will, will um, survey the terrain of Mars. So instead of just having it pre-programmed, like, we're going to land at this spot. Mm-hmm. They considered that, but then they put the investment into this camera system because they realized that what happens if, you know, something has changed in the next six months and yeah, there, there might exactly. be a terrain difference. So it can actually pinpoint and say, okay, well, no, that's not going to look, there's a, a giant boulder or whatever, and it can change where it's going to land. So that's, that's pretty sweet. That's going to be cool yeah. to see. I, I hope they have some form of, I, I'm sure obviously they have correspondence with the probe, but, um, something that's maybe somewhat interactive, maybe a, um, a 3D model or something that we can follow along with at home. Yeah. Uh, it would be yeah. really cool. So. And that, it'd be really cool if they did, you know, <laughs> if they actually, um, as far as like the approach to Mars, if they could do some sort of HD photos or video yeah. even of the, yeah. of the actual descent and all that, it'd be, that'd be pretty cool. You would think 
you know, this day and age, that, I mean, I think we obviously we've done that before. Um, yeah, we've got some pretty high-def photos yeah, of, but, from the rover, but not necessarily the descent. Yeah, yeah so that'd be kind of cool, I think. It'd be if you could do something like that. I think as far as engaging all the, the public and all that, just to have that yep. that cool of a up-close uh, image as far as, you know, I guess the uh, low orbit of Mars would be really mm -hmm. cool. I think people would be going bonkers over that but yeah i would but be insane yeah but exciting stuff there um yeah well i mean i guess we'll follow up on that in november but yep. <laughs> you know until yeah. then it's starman's got a little bit of an advantage on that <laughs> yeah but he's, he's still he's still coasting yeah um comfortably but uh yeah, he's a little he's a few ticks ahead there yeah. but i wonder where he's at right now i can look it up where is starman there's a yeah. website if you, we've called we've shouted it out before. I catch myself thinking about Starman occasionally. Too. Like I'll be whether it's like I'm, you know, at work or maybe I'm just using the bathroom, I just Yeah. I just kind of think <laughs> where Starman is right now, yeah. you know? Like, I think that that event that Falcon Heavy launched and we've talked about it so much on the podcast and for yeah. great reason. It was such a polarizing positively polarizing event. I'm not saying yeah. polarizing in a negative light. It was just so insane for the first time in a while it's really the coolest thing we've seen and and so people are yeah. really into it and there is a website we've shouted out before where is roadster.com we were considering trying to maybe reach out to the the person in charge of this website to get them on the podcast for a future interview um that's kind of still in the works hopefully um yeah. but currently is twenty one million four hundred one thousand six hundred nine? Nope, fourteen, nineteen, six hundred twenty four, and counting uh, miles from Earth. So it's moving at a speed of eighteen thousand eight hundred seventeen miles per hour. So it's, it's. I wonder what the like the latest, I guess, um, uh, you know, as far as what they actually think where it'll actually end up because at first they thought okay it's gonna totally miss and it's gonna go off into the asteroid belt but like what yeah. like right and then they they thought okay well no they actually that that orbit's wrong it's actually gonna be it's actually gonna go really close to mars you know and, yeah. and obviously it will in any way but i just wonder like it's if the, anything's changed if they haven't any update you know? so it will still miss mars yeah it's gonna get kind of close but what's gonna happen is mars's orbit yeah marbit mars's orbit around the sun is going to essentially be a little bit faster. It's almost like you've got these two moving objects and in order for them to perfectly match each other, they're coming in from different angles at the exact same yeah. time. Mars is a little faster. Yeah. So Mars is going to pass and then the roadster will eventually come into play. So it, it's, it will miss Mars. Um, but it is, uh, yeah, that's the orbit there. Okay. It, it's, it's in this kind of solar centric orbit right now. Um, they think it's going to maybe, I think if I remember right, it's going to potentially get pretty close to one of Jupiter's moons. Uh-huh. Um, I think, yeah, I think I, I heard that too. So, but it um, won't, it will miss the asteroid belt then? Or like the actual, yeah, it's yeah. An, the initial thought was that it was going to get like pretty much destroyed by the asteroid yeah. belt, that it yeah. was going to kind of plummet into that. Yeah. Um, but I think further calculations found that... Um, it really it was on a, a more uh, on a path to Mars a little closer than they thought. Yeah. But Ceres is the is the moon that they think it might come real close to. Oh, okay. But they're thinking uh, it's kind of fun, funny. This where is Roadster website? It says, assuming the battery still works, 
Starman has listened to Space Oddity 24,279 times. And Life on, or sorry, Is There Life on Mars by David Bowie, of course, both songs, 32,715 times. <laughs> and I did not, I did not know this. Yeah. They, <laughs> they have earbuds in the, in the, in Starman. The left ear is playing Space Oddity and the right ear is playing <laughs> Is There Life on Mars. I didn't know that till now. Uh, so that's pretty some, sweet. Yeah. Wonder what but, kind of earbuds they picked. Yeah. Yeah. Some Beats by Dre. They're... <laughs> You would think something like that, the minute it hit a vacuum, it would just, they, those things would just pop. Yeah, oh, I for would sure. Pro- I, would have, yeah. I would just venture to guess that. But yeah. The vehicle know. has traveled far enough to drive all the all of the world's roads 6.6 times. <laughs> it's pretty cool. This is a cool that's, website. That's pretty insane, actually, yeah. to like... Every single square inch of road on yeah. the planet Earth. On planet Earth has been traveled... What six times? Six point six. Six point six times by Starman right now. Yeah, and he's just just in deep space. That's awesome. They actually calculated awesome. the fuel economy of this Tesla Roadster. It's getting one thousand one hundred eighty-five point six miles per gallon. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> uh, pretty cool. Yeah, the, yeah, where is Roadster.com? Check it out. So that's where yeah. he is. That's where he is right now. You would have had to have had. <laughs> They had to have put that thing together, like this whole website, ahead of time, obviously. Like, they would have, may or, may, I don't know, maybe they threw it together, like, right after it launched just to track it or something like that. But yeah, like, this guy, I think all of this guy's no, numerical data here is all mathematical. Yeah. Because it, it is an amateur. It's, uh, yeah. he doesn't really have a direct connection, from what I understand, to um, Tesla or SpaceX. Yeah. Um, it looks like. You just would have, you would have. You know, would you would basically think that they'd want to put this thing together, but I guess it maybe it's not as hard as hard to put together than I thought. But yeah, some crazy yeah. math for sure. Yeah, it'll for reach sure. its interestingly enough, its furthest point away from Earth. Absolutely furthest point at any, you know, eventually it'll come back around. Is going to be on January sixteenth, two thousand twenty. Oh, okay. So it's still got it's still going to be continuing to move away from Earth until then. Mm. And uh, but it does. Its close approach to Mars is on June 10th, so that's like, I think when they were hoping that it would come into contact. Yeah. But it's point. It's still 0.74 angstroms away, which I'm not sure the conversion rate, but I'm pretty sure that's really far away. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's probably really far away. But if you had a camera pointed at Mars, it'd be it'd look close. Yeah. Exactly. In, yeah. in in universal yeah, 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 terminology, yeah. that's definitely pretty close yeah um but yeah but in real in like you know yeah. in, art, in, in, in human the, terms in the scale of the actual solar system it's very close yeah yeah absolutely yeah but yeah, i always I, I just every once in a while i catch myself thinking about him wonder, yeah or, yeah wonder, wonder what he's up to what he's doing you know yeah where he is but yeah and speaking of mars we've got some uh yep so it's an interesting time to be looking at mars in the sky right now yeah um this month particularly. Um, so Mars is at its closest approach since 2003 this month. Um, basically, it's just going to look a little bit bigger in the sky um, than it normally would, a little bit little bit bigger glow. It'll be the brightest object you see, and it'll be brighter than Jupiter. Um, but basically, um, going to be around 1.6 million miles Further away than the last closest approach, which was 34.6 million miles, um, 
in 2003. So um, pretty much a good spectacle for this month because it, basically up until July 31st, um, you're going to have the opportunity to, to view Mars through any telescope that you might have, you know, whether mm -hmm. that's just a, a, a small, you know, five inch scope or whatever you have. Um, it's yeah. actually going to, you're actually probably going to be able to pick out some decent detail um, just because of the actual um, proximity from us to Mars. Yeah. And it, this only, this doesn't happen very often. So um, the closest approach in 2003 was at 34.6 so you're you're basically at this point um, you know you're just about you know right in the ballpark of um, you know within a little bit over a million miles the difference between the two uh, points but um, 2018 um, is definitely going to be the the next closest one for a little bit so um, and the in 2003 it was actually the f closest in 60,000 years. So yeah, that's crazy. Um, that that's, that's kind of a significant thing. So, um, if you have a chance to look up, it's going to be a, uh, quite this, uh, spectacle, um, you know, up until I think July 31st is the date that it's going to be at its closest point, but, um, definitely something to, a reason to look up, um, and a reason to get excited for this month. But uh, you know, the biggest thing there is that you can actually see, I, I think for most people that have scopes, it's going to be all about the detail that they're going to be able to see in the scope. Um, you know, whether that's, you can see some clouds on Mars or whether that's, you know, um, just the, the size and your actual eyepiece that you see it at, it, that things like that are all going to be the exciting points. Um, yeah. most of the year it's, so far away, you don't really see much other than a little orange dot or red the detail, dot. detail, yeah. Isn't it? Uh, but so I think for most people who, you know, have a small scope and, um, you know, maybe they don't get out as much as they want to, it's going to be a good opportunity to see something up close. Yeah, get uh, your other kids than, out. Other than Jupiter and other than the moon. Yeah. Um, but so definitely get out there, look up. Um, and, and this month is kind of the, the main kind of the start of the approach uh, yeah. for Mars, so. Yeah, Mars, uh, sorry, uh, May through June, July is going to be time to get out and look at Mars. It's going to be pretty neat. Um, we're looking forward to taking advantage of that time and trying out a few different telescopes that uh, that we have the access to, I guess. Yeah. And um, looking at that, so. Yeah. So really, really cool. Get your kids out and, and show, them, show them the planet Mars. Yep, that's that's the big thing for the. I mean, really, for the the start of this month. I mean, up until kind of the, you know, midway point in. Or I guess maybe not even the midway point, but towards the end of summer. I guess you would consider end of July. But that's the that's the big thing uh, that's going to be ramping up. Yeah. Just the and you should see. Realistically, you know, week by week, or and even night by night. Um, a, a change in the brightness of Mars and that's just um, you know that's really the, one of the only planets that the the distance really makes a difference on um, you know the actual brightness in the sky and the it's gonna look larger because it's brighter obviously mm -hmm. and because it's closer but yeah um, the uh, so, path path of Earth and path of Mars are yeah so coming we're, together we're basically like catching up to Mars, I think, Yeah. at this point in the orbit. So that's what causes the whole thing. But, um, yeah, definitely a little exciting piece for the 
the the summer and obviously um you know the month of may this is uh this is kind of when it's all starting up so yeah so uh, some interesting news about mars in particular this this episode uh, but that's actually going to be a perfect place for us to take a break and uh, when we get back from our break we're going to try something new we've got a new uh a new segment i guess you could call it it's going to be very off the cuff and hopefully a lot of fun for for us but uh, also our listeners as well uh, so with that being said, we're going to go grab ourselves a new, a new beer because I know my glass is empty. Yep. And uh, we'll be back with you soon. Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap. We Welcome are back. We'll back off our break here with a couple of new brews. This time we are drinking Galaxy Hero, <clears throat> space themed. This is from Revolution Brewing Company in uh, Chicago, Illinois. Um, from what I understand, it's a pretty, pretty big brewing company in the area. It's just recently yeah. come to Michigan. Yeah. Um, something that we haven't had access to for a while, but they've done really well for themselves. Pretty good, really good actually. Um, a single hop IPA that features a uh, Galaxy Hops, so they call it Galaxy Hero, and it's like a essentially a guy with a head that is essentially just a hops, it's just it's just hops. Well, and why it, not? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he's floating through space. Is uh, some sort of planet? Maybe it looks like some sort of celestial body. Maybe the moon. Mm-hmm. Although I see a crescent moon in the background too. I don't know. There's several crescent moons. Looks like he's holding on to something too. I don't know. Some what sort that of is. laser gun. Yeah. Kind of like a comic books looking. It does yeah yeah yeah. It looks a lot like a comic book yeah. type thing. But it's a cool can and it's a good beer. I like a lot of the single hop IPAs or pale ales. Yeah. Like Mosaic Promise from Founders is a really good one. Yeah. Where it just features one hop Mosaic hops. Uh, Galaxy Hero here featuring Galaxy hops. Azaka is just yep. the single Azaka hops. Yeah, they're just good. I think they just have that. Um, I don't know. They're just not as complex. They're just simple beers, just easy drinking. I would just say, I love. I, I I'm sitting here right now, and I have all day IPA lip balm. Okay, and you can get this at your <laughs> local Founders. Yeah, come to um, Grand Rapids Founders. Little like uh, I love hops. Yeah, and hops this, are so This good. is like infused with hops oil. This lip balm. It is the most. Beautiful thing, yeah. Especially when you get to work in the morning, <laughs> you're just you feels just like need, you're drinking a beer. You need that tingle of hops. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's eight oh five. You're you're thinking about all right. I gotta yeah. get this done, this done, this done. Just break out the lip balm. Problem solved. There you go. Just get a little whiff of hops, put some on your lips. Yeah. Boom, good to go for the rest it's, of the day. Uh, I yeah. love hops. Anything it's, hoppy. Um, hoppy beers um, are amazing. Sign me up. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah. and for <clears throat> for those of you listening that are. You know, maybe those that there's a, there there is a contingent of the beer drinking population that is not hop fans. I think it's just an acquired taste. I think just start start with something simple. I just can't imagine that. Start with a pale ale that's like real low on the hop scale. International bitterness units is what the craft brewing community uses as a measurement of hoppiness. Yeah. Start with something that's like twenty IBUs. Just try it out, and then I would assume I don't know if this if this says. The IBUs on the side, but I would guess it's like 
probably 80 or 90. It's pretty, it's decently happy. I think from what I understand, anything over 100 is like getting... I don't know how... Bite, it's biting your tongue. Yeah, how could you not like... I, I just can't imagine like not liking hops. It's the same... It's, I, w- yeah. I would actually hedge bets on the fact that it's the same population that doesn't like to drink black coffee. Probably. It's the same yeah. type of person that doesn't like yeah. to drink black coffee, and that's fine. Well, but, I mean, if that's the way you want to live your life, that's fine, but... Yeah, black coffee <laughs> is the only way I take coffee. Yeah. I would not want to ruin good coffee with some crappy creamer. Yeah. Drink it black. That's the way... Yeah. It, just like, drink your beers hoppy. It's pure. It's pure, yeah. You, pure. you put your... Yeah, you gotta stay fluid. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're back. This is if, a really good one. If I could smoke hops... Well, I, I probably would. Hey, I bet you there's somebody be, out there that it'd be does. fun. I bet you there's somebody out there that it's, does. It probably tastes pretty good. I don't know. We'll, the, we'll see. You know what you should do? All right. So if you grow, if if anyone's familiar with growing hops, they grow in a kind of a vine. Um, they grow up things, right? So they they grasp on, and they grow up an arbor. You know, you can make a little a little garden, almost like a little yeah. tunnel of hops. Yeah. When the hop sprouts and it looks just like the, it does on the skin. Like that, the flat, yeah. the flower. That's the female hops. So there is a male and a female, which is different than most plants. Uh-huh. But hops is that way. It's got a male and a female. So the female hops is what is uh, on this can. And uh, if you break one of those open, yeah. it is an amazing smell. Fresh hops uh, break that flower open and smell the pollen. It is fantastic. Just, and and you almost kind of wonder. Um, <clears throat> Do people have allergies to hops? Maybe that's they the do. reason that most people, like some people don't like, not most people, but some people don't like, you know, the actual real hoppy beer. Maybe yeah. maybe it's like, a, maybe they, uh, like, sensitivity. My, like my, like uh, Ray's Chaser dad, for instance. Yes. Yeah. My dad. He sneezes. He, he right? sneezes a lot. When, yeah. So. And I actually know someone that does have a, a legitimate hop allergy. My, one of my good friends, uh, a longtime friend of mine, Adam, his girlfriend, Hannah, has a legitimate hop allergy. That's just unfortunate. It sucks. So she, she, uh, but she, uh, she's a badass about it. She decided that she still wants to enjoy herself. So she goes out and she is a whiskey connoisseur. Yeah. So she That's goes good. out and well, tries there, out there different whiskeys. There you go. Yeah, I learned that actually. Well, another at, thing I like. At, he stood up in my in my wedding, and the place that we had our our uh, rehearsal dinner was it was Stella's mm-hmm. and and Stella's in Grand Rapids has a wide selection of whiskeys. Yep. So I remember Adam coming to me and saying, "Hey, Hannah can't drink beer. Um, I heard this place has a, an amazing selection. Like, let's hear about it." And I I was like, "Oh, you have come to the right place, my friend." Mm-hmm. And uh, she really enjoyed herself there because they have just insane amounts of rare bottles and all sorts of stuff so yeah so at least she takes the takes the high road on that situation the glass half full uh versus well, i mean that uh, that i would say that's the that's the correct high road to take yeah hops to whiskey would be I, I, you know it's basically a mathematical equation yeah, one-to-one basically. ratio yeah um so she she t- she's a good sport about it but i i do know it's an actual allergy and um yeah but yeah well, it would just yeah, that would that suck. would just not be fun. No, I mean that'd be tough. I mean, if my if I happen to sneeze a few times, okay, I'll I'll put up with it. I'll just but if you have yeah. actually have you know an actual reaction yeah. to it, where you're going to like anaphylaxis like a, or something. Yeah, every, yeah, it's like a peanut allergy type mm-hmm. thing where it's like I, I break out in hives and my throat swells up. Okay, maybe maybe That's not tough. maybe That's not. Tough. But um, 
Yeah. So if you want to grow hops, which I do eventually, yeah, it'll be the the female. The female hops. Yeah. That's and what you, you want to have, you know, basically something to kind of grow it on. It's almost like a viney type yeah. plant. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's that's so that's what I'll end up doing. I'll probably end up getting a few, you know, little. Uh, Kind of like almost like a little fence type thing, yeah. and and have it yeah. just grow up that. But that that that's my dream backyard dream. Just hops, just hops, hops all like just hops. People yeah. plant like privacy trees. Yeah. I want to plant privacy hops. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, it just get like some exactly. sort of trellis. If you're if you're a listener that's interested, go to your local gardening store, buy yourself some hops. Make sure it's female hops. If you grow male hops, you'll have an, a pleasant looking vine, but it's not going to produce what you're after. If you're after the, the, the cone, they call it yeah. a hop cone. If you're after that, you got to get the female hops and uh, get some sort of, you know, plant it near a trellis, a wooden trellis, some sort of wire fence, a uh, brick wall even. You'll be good. One thing we could do <clears throat> for the plan for the summer, yeah, like we were talking about, is potentially go, so we want to go back down to Hopkinsville. Yes. We want to do a homebrew. We want to... We want to make something of our own eclipse themed. Well, I'm guessing they probably grow hops in Hopkinsville. They've got some. I bet you it is Hopkinsville. 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 So (laughs) there's probably a hop. I'm guessing a hop farm somewhere. I would hope so. We could harvest some hops when we're down there, along with moonshine. Bring it back to the the old mitten, and boom, there we go. Yep. There we go. That'd be amazing. And we, that that, yeah. that way the hops has been through totality. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Yeah, that, that plant yeah. has seen it all. Yeah. You can tell I have a real obsession and passion for <laughs> hops and totality. We but, should also if we're gonna go that far, we should find a malt farm that is producing malts for the type of beer we want. Hell, I'll buy a cow. Yeah. I'll buy just bring a cow home <laughs> that's been through totality. Make burgers. Totality yeah. burgers. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. If you if you live in a place like Grand Rapids where there's craft breweries as far as you can throw a rock, like literally everywhere you look, uh, you get an appreciation for this tor- sort of thing. Um, and, and if you're someone that doesn't appreciate the hoppy beers, try yourself a nice easy drinking pale ale. That's and, right. And, and just build yourself up. It's it's an acquired taste. Yeah. Uh, and it's called it acquired is. for a reason. You have to yeah. go out and acquire it. Yeah. Um, just like it doesn't coffee. come to you. Well, in some some cases it does. But yeah. Yeah. In other cases, you have to really acquire it, um, and I can't imagine my life without hops. Yeah, so. hops is a, it's a wonderful <laughs> it's plant. A, it is lovely. I yeah. like it. I like it. So, uh, but, hopefully that'll be sprouting up soon here. And, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. but moving on, we're going to try a new segment here. This is uh, kind of like, we're going to do our own take on going down the rabbit hole on a certain prompt or a certain keyword, but we're going to call it, given this is space theme, we're going to say we're going into the black hole. Yeah. So this is our first take going into the black hole, going and our keyword, hole. our keyword is drum roll bowling. You might think, <laughs> what is that all about? Why would they go bowling? Well, we've taken up a recent interest. Why wouldn't we go bowling? Is <laughs> yeah. my question. Yeah, bowling yeah. is uh, something that we've done quite frequently in the last three weeks. Yeah. Um, bowling is awesome. If you get really into bowling, it's it's like golf. You. I, I, I compare bowling to golf, I really do, because the amount of like just finesse and strategy involved in golf but is similar. And not just like I mean this is the this is that way in any sport really, I guess. I mean not really any sport, but 
most real tactical and skilled sports are very it's very like the tiny little yeah things that you do which i didn't realize until i started watching bowling on youtube with you yes is that there's a lot of different techniques and a lot of different like and that's the same with like my background with cycling like there's a lot of different techniques in cycling a lot of different disciplines that a lot of people don't understand they don't right. you know they don't get it they just they turn on the tv they say okay well it's a tour de france and it's boring yeah because they're just riding along whatever but they don't really know what's going on behind the, the different scenes. roles that each rider yeah. plays yeah. The, little, the little behind the scenes and the little roles that happen throughout the race and the tactics that go on um and even all the way down to like the little equipment that they're using so with bowling, that was kind of the same thing with yeah. me, and even with golf, like growing up, it's the same deal. Like, and and I really don't, you know, didn't really, I I now understand, you know, the actual like skill and the tactics that go along with golf and with bowling now, but didn't realize it until recently with bowling. <clears throat> yeah. Um, because we just decided we're gonna start bowling. Yeah. We so did. We, we started. Yeah. We started bowling, and uh, there's a great place in uh, the west side of Grand Rapids called Wingers Bowling. It's a it's a bowling alley that's been around since 1928. It has eight lanes originally, and then they put in a second floor that has another eight lanes. But super old school, just you know, picture Big Lebowski bowling bowling lanes, just which is right up the, our alley. Yeah, that's why. The reason we yeah. kind of like for me, it's like you know, I hate I hate to say, I hate to offend anybody, but you know, I really you know whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you, you kind of. That's to me. It's like okay. Well, what are we gonna do on a rainy day? Yeah, watch a movie or go. We yeah. could go bowling. Yeah. And then up until now, it's I kind of realized that actually bowling's kind of fun. And it is uh, really fun, and yeah. so initially, you kind of had that thought. Well, it's like oh, it's like I don't want to go do that. It's whatever. But now that we've gone, we actually you know like I said, we've actually watched on you know TV and stuff like that and you know a lot of the you know different strategies yeah. and all that involved in it it's actually it's pretty cool and we found this cool place wangers bowling we decided to go check it out we've gone to a few other places locally we didn't really like it just the the atmosphere not the same as this place this is a very vintage small vintage old school place um <clears throat> upstairs and a downstairs kind of thing little bar on the downstairs uh which who doesn't like that? Yeah. And uh, so we just showed up a couple of weeks ago. What are we? It's been like about a few weeks now. Yeah, I think we've gone five, four or five times. Yeah. But we are, we are uh, officially regulars. Yeah. Um, yeah. The guy, the owner of, of Wingers knows who we are now. Um, you know you're a regular when you go up to buy your pitcher of PBR uh, and you throw your card out there to start a tab and he says, no, you're good. I trust you. Just give me your card at the end. Well... Last time we went, right before we even got to the threshold of the door, the guy was already saying lane five to us. Yeah, so he, he knows he, us. He, you know, we were, I was, and I was a little confused. I thought, I looked behind me. I'm like, is he talking to this, yeah. this guy or that, you know, who, uh, I don't know. But he was talking to us. He, we're regulars now. Yeah, so. we're in. Wenger's bowling. It's a lot of fun. We really enjoy it. And, and uh, like David said, you know, if, if you are curious to know, like, what's bowling all about, just go on YouTube and watch a PBA tournament. It is amazing. Like, if you're thinking about, like, when I was saying and comparing it to golf, the way that golfers have their caddy and they help, they you know, like, they, they work together to read, like, a green. They're trying to read, like, the different, you know, crevices of a green, how they should putt it and all that. That's like reading the oil pattern on the lane. 
and there's all sorts of different oil patterns. There's different balls you can buy. There's a strike ball, a spare ball, balls with asymmetric cores, and it's just insane how how crazy like in depth you can get into it. Yeah, and it is a really fascinating sport. It's a lot of fun because it's one of those. You know, you bowl your ball, and then you go sit down, and you have a sip of your PBR out of your pitcher or whatever. It's a it's a casual sport that also has that that uh, injection of of like cool tactical strategy. It's a, a good combination, like golf. You know, a lot of people enjoy golf because they can go out on a Sunday and enjoy themselves in a casual way, but yeah. also bring some sport into it too. So. You might be wondering why we're talking about bowling, though, and why that was our keyword into the black hole. Well, we've already gone, I would say, pretty far into the black hole. Well, but uh, yeah. we're going to go a little further. And the reason we're talking about bowling is because we found out that among the major bowling ball manufacturers, which is a huge industry, a huge, huge industry, Ebonite is uh, one of the main ones. They're located in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Absolutely. The side of Totality 2017, the longest Totality 2017. And it's not just, it's not like on the outskirts. You know, you think of these like big plants and stuff like, oh, we're in Hopkinsville, but really they're like 20 miles out. They're like, they're in Hopkinsville. Uh, They really are in the city center area. And uh, it was pretty cool. And so, yeah, we've established that if we buy a bowling ball of our own, we we, uh, graduate from using the house ball. Ebonite it is. It has to be. Oh, absolutely. And part of the appeal, like, that we've gone, you know, whatever, five, about a handful of times now, um, is the the fact that it's, you, you can actually, like, you can have a custom ball made. Yeah. And potentially, we we've done some research, you can actually have one that's, you know, it looks like the moon, for instance. Yeah. Or, you, can. you know, and that's a big appeal to me. Yep. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of a fun game. It's like, you just, it's like a chill game. You can listen to music. You can have a few sodas. Yep. Um, yeah. I almost kind of wonder, do they have outdoor bowling? That's one thing I'd like to know. I know that, um, I think there are outdoor lanes in yeah. existence, and I, I actually asked asked my wife Julia that it, I, I said the exact same thing. It'd be so cool if they had outdoor bowling. I think like the outdoor bowling equivalent is bocce ball, uh-huh. like real bocce ball. So yeah. there's bocce ball in the grass. Like you go to you know Dick Sporting Goods and you buy your bocce ball set, and it comes with the different bocce balls and the little small one that you throw as the target. Yeah. And if you play it in the grass, it's like, okay, this is kind of lame. It's like a yard game. Mm-hmm. But if you actually go to a place that has a real bocce ball pitch and mm-hmm. it's like the fine sand, it's a lot like bowling. And there's a place in Grand Rapids called Sovengard. It's like a Scandinavian um, cuisine place. And I haven't eaten there, but they have really good drink specials and they've got a good selection of beer and good cocktails. They have an outdoor bocce ball court. Okay. And it is... So you're not actually... See, my whole life I grew up and I thought it was supposed to be played on grass. No, it's, it's, so bocce ball in its, you know, root, like, playing scenario, you're playing on this, like, very level, fine grain uh, sand pitch, and it it looks like a bowling lane, so you get one player, you throw out the metal little ball, that's your target, Mm -hmm. and then obviously you're not trying to knock down pins, you're trying to get closest to the pin, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Uh, with with it's it's honestly bocce ball is a lot more like curling than it is bowling, mm-hmm. but you're still bowling a ball. So, but yeah, Sovengard has a great bocce ball. It's just one lane, 
but not a lot of people I feel like look at it as a as an appealing thing they're just like okay that's there yeah. so it's usually open and it's a lot of fun yeah. but open like if they had like legit 10 pin bowling lanes fully conditioned lanes oiled outside freaking awesome that'd be that'd be cool that'd be a I lot mean, of fun that, that's the thing is like i i imagine there's a place somewhere that in like california or something yeah. like that that's just outdoor bowling i'm yeah. sure if we looked it up but it's for sure it it's it, it exists already but, i'm guessing that the yeah. that the restriction for for us in like michigan is the way that the pins are set <laughs> so like 10 pin bowling obviously is set up in a triangle shape um the way it works is the ball will hit the pins and they all go into the backstay. Yeah. And then the backstay has like a conveyor belt that all the pins roll onto. So they essentially just fall into a conveyor belt. Yeah. And then they go into this giant rotary wheel and yeah. with like little marks on it. So yeah. pick up each pin and it just spins around in the wheel in the back. And then as they go to the top of the wheel, then gravity feeds it into the pin setter, which is like a giant triangle that has slots for each pin. So that like mechanical process, I think, is just... Uh, you know, engineered into the building that, you know, is, is built for the bowling alley. And yeah. so I think that's the restriction. But I'm wondering um, if there is such a thing. I'm going to search it right now because I'm way too curious to even wait. Yeah. Outdoor bowling alley. Is it is it a thing? Oh. Looks like there are some that at least have uh, outdoor elements. Yeah. Maybe not completely outdoor, but... This one's the covered. Biggest, the biggest thing is the fact that it's like all wood, you know, finished yeah. wood flooring, uh, or the lanes are all finished wood. So that's the biggest thing. But yeah. maybe in, um, I'm sure, that, I'm sure there's some place like that. That, but that'd be oh, that looks you that's know, built into cool. this one's built into a dock. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd yeah. be really cool. So, but yeah, it's it is a, it's a great sport. It really is one of those ones that you kind of think about bowling, and you're like, wait, that, isn't that just the place that you go to? It's like the bowling alley. It's kind of dingy. Maybe uh, uh, you know, it smells like cigarette smoke, and there's just like you know, it's kind of grimy. Yeah. But the actual sport at its core is really really unique, and um, it's, it's a, a lot of fun. Yeah. No, I, and and that's the that's the thing is it's I've always grown up going to the you know. The I guess um, the bigger places in town that yeah. are uh, not necessarily like the most like I, I say bigger, but I don't mean most popular. I mean just where everyone goes with like their kids and all that kind of stuff, yeah, and yeah. you know nothing, you know, and, and that's fine. That's 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 great that you're going out and you're doing that, but it catches on quick. Um, yeah, it's a good time. It's like it's you know whatever like a a good social. Yeah, very much. So. You know, whatever. I mean, I I'd like to say social hour, but I can't really say that because we usually spend about three hours there yeah. the last couple. Yeah, times. Yeah, we play but, about four to five games so, each yeah. time, and uh, and usually I I hit like a peak at about like the you know third game, and then I just yeah. I I kind of like ramp up, and then I just just totally <laughs> gutter everything yeah. from then on. But my game right yeah. now is in is in uh, transition because I have. Uh, I've studied the game. I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, and I've uh, adopted a, a certain a true style. scholar. Yeah, a true scholar of the game. Um, I've adopted a style that involves a hook, of course. Um, all the professional bowlers use a hook in their game, and uh, it's a challenge, though, trying to figure out where you're going to start. Where, you, yeah. where are you going to start? To the left side of the lane or the right side? Because if you hook it too far, then it goes into the wrong gutter. And yeah. so, There's a lot of tactics involved, but I'm looking forward to continuing... Uh, to hone that skill and oh, yeah. get my own bowling ball soon. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, there's some pro and, shops. I mean, with the fact that Hopkinsville has their own bowling. Hopkinsville Eclipse 2017 bowling ball. They do. That's, that's one of the re- other reasons why that, we wanted to keyword that, this one. Yeah, that's, that's, to me, that stands out amongst all things here is that fact that they actually have. Ebonite actually made a, yeah, they a made about ball. twelve of them, yeah. twelve like total balls of these like promo. Just, I mean, you can't buy them, but unfortunately, unfortunately, I mean, because we googled that and yep. um, quite a few people actually already have tried to buy them, but um, wow, that'd be something else to have a Eclipse bowling ball. Yeah, and, and the coolest thing too is it's so if you go if you look at the so the Eclipse glasses we have from the Hopkinsville Visitor Center. Um, or the the brochure that we had, yeah. or any of that marketing had that like their logo, the 2017 Hopkinsville Solar Eclipse. It's that logo too, so it has that nostalgic feel. It's not just, I mean, a bowling ball that looked like an eclipse would be amazing. Yeah, but just this one, Ebonite took advantage of the fact they're in Hopkinsville. They've been there for a long time. Um, they're you know a big part of that community. They're like they stepped up and they said we're gonna make a promotional ball. And they really made an awesome one, and yeah. it would be amazing to get our, our hands on that. We've we've talked, as we said earlier, of going down to Hopkinsville yeah. for a weekend just to kind of relive the experience, obviously without the Eclipse, unfortunately, but go to the Hopkinsville Brewing Company and check out the scene and grab some hops and make our own beer, whatever. Yeah. But stop by Ebonite, too, and see if we can... Stop by there. Check out. Maybe they have a pro shop. We can uh, yeah. go check it out. I'm but, sure that they do. Yeah. I know that they have their own like bowling alley, yeah. like to test their bowling balls. Yeah. Because Ebonite makes their Ebonite makes balls, so you can buy like an Ebonite bowling ball. <laughs> but they also have subsidiary brands too that are all still made there at yeah. the factory. So there's like four or five other brands oh, that yeah. are all like. It's like under the Ebonite International umbrella. Oh yeah. So they make a like it's a bowling epicenter there, and uh, it's kind of funny like of all the places of all the all the little hobbies that we could have gotten into, bowling it was, and then we start looking into like we get to the point where we're like we really enjoy this. Let's look into getting our own bowling ball. Wait a second, the number one bowling ball brand is in Hopkinsville. Which we went through totality to happen. Maybe there's a sign here. So, um, yeah, I, I think yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's uh, one of those one of those things that uh, I wish I wish there was more bowling balls that were eclipse themed or, or planet themed. I know there's one we saw. Ebonite does make a ball called Mission Unknown, and it has yeah. kind of like the arc of what looks like a planet kind of on the horizon. That might be the one I'd go with. See, but. that's that's the thing is. I mentioned to you, what if they, like, I mean, I know, I don't know how, what goes into, like, actually the, you know, the graphics on the actual bowling ball, but to have something that's, like, looks like a planet or something like yeah. that, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be I'd, really, I'd, really cool. I'd roll that ball. I'd roll that ball. I know that they oh, do, yeah. yeah, there there are some, uh, some companies that do custom balls, so you yeah. can, it's all, it's a polyester coating, so the ball isn't as technical. Uh, if you get really into bowling, you'll find that there's like res- reactive resin, like outer coatings that actually are porous and pick up the oil on the lane. So it's just a polyester bowling ball, which is the same thing you're throwing at the house lane, but you can put a graphic on the inside. Mm-hmm. So that's the advantage, and you can upload your image, and they'll print it on the we inside. We could do an eclipse on tap. 
We could. Bowling we could ball. get into clips on tab bowling ball. And, yeah. and and that kind of ball has its place in bowling, even though it doesn't have the, the reactive um, outer coating or the core on the inside, it's perfect for picking up spares. Because as we found out, you want to really to get a good strike ball, you want to hook it. But then if you leave like a nine pin or a 10 pin on the other side, or you've got two pins or whatever to pick up a spare, you want a straight shooting ball. Mm. So that's when you see like the pros, they'll break out their balls that have no core. It's just, it's a straight polyester ball. Yeah. And then the ones they use are like, you know, sponsored by a Geico or whoever is on their shirt. You know, somebody who's paying them, but we could get an Eclipse on Tap one. Clips on Tap. Oh, that'd be freaking sweet. We've been sporting our Eclipse on Tap gear at Wangers when we bowl. Or just any Eclipse gear, <coughs> honestly. Or NASA gear. I've, yeah. I had my NASA Langley shirt on one mm-hmm. time. I had my uh, Let There Be Night shirt, yep. which with an Eclipse, Eclipse. Uh, on the shirt. Yeah. Uh, and then also, obviously, our Eclipse on Tap shirt. Which, by the way, we have been toying with the idea of doing a little bit more. You know, we might do... Potentially yes, more do do some stuff, do some more merch, but we yeah. we haven't uh, really sat down. We've had a lot, you know, we've had a lot a lot of stuff we're juggling uh, outside of our, uh, you know, our podcast. Our but, eclipse life. Yeah, outside of the eclipse uh, life and the podcast life, we've had a few things that we're we're juggling around. But pretty soon, I, I would say, I, I think midsummer we could, yeah. or yeah. in the summer we could potentially do, you know, some other. Uh, other uh, items for mm-hmm. uh, for sale, maybe some hats and shirts, and be, a hat would be cool. Yeah, or even, you know, why not a uh, koozie? Because uh, this is Eclipse on tap. Yeah, Let's a koozie. Do a, koozie. a koozie might be a, an absolute necessity at this yeah. point. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's something that it kind of all comes full circle. You know, you look at you look at getting into like like space and the eclipse, and then all of a sudden you pick up the like we were just saying, you pick up this this hobby like bowling and you realize that the factories in Hopkinsville and, and it's fun to tie these t- types of hobbies together. It's a you small know. world. It, it really it is. Like, it really is. That, yeah. That's something that I really enjoy. Um, in like taking, you know, taking some time away from your daily life or your, your work or whatever and tying together your hobbies, whether it's like we, we like to, you know, go out and, and cycle and tying that in with something else or, or like this bowling and eclipse stuff. And it just so happens like you can, can really link some of the hobbies together yeah. and it makes it all the more enjoyable I think um, because you can really you know almost build your theme like it it'd be amazing yeah. to have a, a set of bowling balls like my little arsenal of bowling balls with like an eclipse on tap spare ball yeah. and the Hopkinsville eclipse strike ball you know it, it's it, and it's difficult sometimes not not all hobbies are going to join together like this but but this one uh, we felt it was Nothing joins you together more than bowling, honestly. It, it I mean, is. A, you can yeah. go hang out. Like we saw, we were there like the other this past weekend, and it was a whole family that we knew that was. Uh, mm-hmm. It was all hang. And it's just one of those things that you can do that everybody in your family can do, no matter what, how old or you know how yeah. young. It's like and no one cares. Yeah. No one really yeah. cares about the skill level when you're when you're talking at the amateur level. You just throw the ball down the lane and enjoy. It. The sound of the pins cracking. So I'll put the bumpers up. You know, yeah, exactly. honestly, I probably could have used them <laughs> on Friday. You know? uh, just, but uh, you know what? <laughs> what do you do? It's uh, it's a fun time. Yeah, yeah. So go out. Yeah, go out. And if it's a rainy day or something, go bowling. And if it's not, get out and look up in the night sky, and uh, take your kids out 
and you look at Mars because this is a good time to look at Mars, and uh, it's a good time to bowl. It's always a good time to bowl. So absolutely. So uh, you know, kind of a new segment for us, just going down the black hole, as we, uh, uh, so to speak. But we think it's fun. I, I, we were saying earlier, and I think this is fine to be transparent about with the, with the audience of listeners we have. Space news is is kind of sporadic. I mean, there's times where it takes a lot of planning to build a rocket or to send a probe to the Mar- you know, to Mars oh, or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there there are some periods of time where there's not a lot going on. No. Um, other than some, some astronomy news, which is what we kind of focused on in the beginning. And I think that's fine. Um, but we're gonna try some stuff out like this where it's just more more casual, you know, just, just off the cuff. Just hanging out. Just having a, a casual conversation with a couple of space themed beers maybe and um, yeah. and just bring up you know, we at the end of the day, we're gonna still intertwine things or eclipse things yes. with yes. with you know other topics we've talked about. But it's just fun. I mean, this is what it's all about—just hanging out, talking, and just throwing ideas around and and thoughts around. And that's why it'd be great to have you know whoever it is out there that you know that, that's listening or just throw out an idea. You know, just yeah. something like that for a topic or whatever. Give us a prompt. Um, Give us a prompt. That'd be great. I mean, we can use that, and we can spin off whatever we want to do with that. And um, but, yeah, it's it's the nature of the business of space, I guess, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's it's not going to be an, an every every month, every week, every day type type thing with groundbreaking news or anything like that. But um, it's more more or less like a month to month kind of thing, and yeah. which is you know, great for what we're doing right now, but, um, yeah. And having you know, fun we, with it. I think like, like, that's the thing I look at is if there's a point in which you know, we're just reciting news yeah. and we're not having fun ourselves recording this, then it's no longer relevant. It's not, why would we even be doing it? It's, yeah. it's, it just is, it's, it's worth, it's, it's kind of worthless at that point because well, we're just spitting out stuff that's already on. That yeah. You can read, and you and know, I think but, it's, you know, we tried to, uh, we try to reiterate relevant news and, and build hype for things because that's really the core of this podcast is in its root was and still is to build hype for things and continue that hype from the 2017 eclipse all the way through to the 2024 one, um, which it's a long time. It's seven years, but we're going to try out things like this. We're going to go down the black hole, like we said, or, um, you know, get a prompt from a Twitter a follower and, and and roll off that for the whole episode yeah. and see where it goes. So and uh, here's something we can start right now. Now that we're getting to, towards the end here. Yeah. If we can pick between like you pick two and I pick two, two things that you would want everyone to remember from this podcast. My first two things are I love hops. Yeah. <laughs> and Mars is going to be really close. <laughs> yeah, go out and look this at it. This summer. It's yeah. going to be really close and I love hops. All right. Those are the two things. Those are your two your two takeaways. My two takeaways. Yeah, we'll make this a, like a like a end of the podcast yeah. um a thing. My two takeaways, appreciate the sport of bowling. It's more than just going out and throwing a ball at, at some pins. It's watch some PBA on, on YouTube. You'll get into it, uh, trust me. And then my other takeaway is going to be uh, follow the insight thing, the insight program. Mm-hmm. Um, it it kind of came up, uh, you know, it, it was in the woodworks for a while uh, with NASA, and then all of a sudden it's like, wow, we're we're gonna launch this thing, but follow it through. You know, we're saying it's gonna land on Mars in November. 
come November, like try to maybe go back and rehash it and see where it's at. Uh, follow it on its path there. I think it's going to be really, really groundbreaking uh, to see what the inside of Mars is looking like. So those are my two takeaways. Yep. Bowling and drilling into Mars. Drilling into Mars. Those are, I mean, that boat, I don't know. Like, it's just crazy to hear somebody say, oh, yeah, we're going to drill into Mars, and it's actually going to happen. And yeah. that's why, that, that's a huge deal. It's a mm-hmm. big thing. It's And Mars is going to be closer than it's ever, yeah. or, or not really ever been, but one of the closest it's ever been. Yeah. Uh, coming up this month, so um, yeah, yeah, it's so a it's, it's fun plenty time. plenty to be excited for, and obviously, as always, we're excited for the future eclipses. But yeah, of course, uh, until we have those, we fill it with other yeah. things. So what we got? Yeah. So with that said, um, you know, as we kind of alluded to with, with like shouting us out on Twitter, we of course have a Twitter, and that is at Eclipse on Tap. We also have an Instagram, which we're active on at Eclipse on Tap as well. Both share the same handle, so it's easy easy to follow both. If you're not into the social media thing, you can follow us, um, or I guess email us at eclipseontap at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, eclipseontap.space. Yep. Make it nice and easy. Yeah, we're, nice we're, and easy. We don't use the dot .com. We're dot .space. Eclipseontap.space. Yeah. And if you, if you want to see anything that we've... Uh, you know, hashtag or anything like that. I mean, most of the stuff that we hashtag is going to be hashtag Eclipse on Tap and stuff like that. So yeah. feel free to search that hashtag as well. Um, yeah, we've plenty, kinda, of, plenty yeah. of you know stuff that we'll we'll throw out there every once in a while. But um, for sure, that's another way to keep in touch. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we also use like a hashtag Get Out Look Up. Yeah, as uh, one of hashtag our hashtags. Look up, yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things that kind of keeps that community. Um, keeps that community going we post photos of things that maybe we see in the telescope or even like going out bowling and wearing our eclipse stuff um just kind of spreading the word so uh give us a shout out we'd love to hear from our of our you know our listeners we know we're still kind of just building a base of listeners but hopefully that will continue to grow and um we can get some listener prompts so the next time we do a a a dive into the black hole it won't just be the keyword bowling maybe it's a question from a listener yeah, uh, or or even just a sentence, some sort of prompt. That would be amazing. So yeah, but yeah, we'd love to hear from everybody. We know you're out there. Don't be yeah. bashful. Yeah, yeah. Wherever you're, wherever you're listening from, send us a photo. Send us a, a photo of the eclipse that you saw, or whatever it may be. Or you know, you go out and you look at the moon in your telescope, something like that. That would be amazing. So, but uh, with that said, um, we'll be back with you in June. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, episode ten, double digits. Yep. Coming up here, and uh, we feel like this is like Star Wars, like yeah. Clips on Tap episode ten. <laughs> episode ten. Yeah, what's gonna happen? Wow, it's still know. going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's still going. Yeah, and it will but continue. We we love doing it. Get um, used to us, folks. Yeah, we're we're having a great time as always, and yep. um, we hope to hear from you soon. And uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. So, with that said, we will uh, we'll catch you next time. Catch you in a month. All right, see you guys. Mm-hmm.